October 14th, 1999. Brad Pitt and Edward Norton star in Fight Club. The first ever Coachella Festival takes place. And at WCW, Kevin Nash's time as Booker comes to an end. This is episode 266, Nash's Vision. WCW Thunder, October 14th, 1999. This is the Federation. I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. You can support the show by joining our Patreon or donating to our PayPal, the Federation Podcast at gmail.com. You can stick around for shout outs at the end of the show. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching the Federation. Also, I never mentioned this. You can listen to the episode uh, if you're not listening it listening to it on the suplex city limits podcast feed i don't know where you'd be listening to that but you can listen to us on the suplex city podcast feed where there's other shows like old guy metal cast and uh the 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 the, the creature cast and midnight mass creature cast and then there's all obviously suplex city limits but uh, outside of that, the you only can... cast that you can't get in Suplex City is one for a broken bone. I was, I was, I was like, that's got to be where he's going. He has, he has me going, he has me going there. No, and, and, you know what though? If you uh, if you paid us enough money, I'd make you a paper mache cast. I would. I'd even. I'd write... give you the one from when I fractured my wrist when I was four. The there one that go. Tyler caused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. That's what happens when Nobody you do a know. fucking guillotine leg drop on on a four year old's arm with a rugrats fucking sleeping bag on your head. Well, I mean, only superhuman would do better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and also, t-shirts at watermover.net. And not to forget, music by Electric Downfall. Mitch, our good friend. His link to all his stuff is in the description. But Travis, I just dropped my lighter. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. Not dropping my lighter good, but I'm good. Hey, you know what, man? It's, you know, it's overrated dropping my lighters. Overrated. It's not that good. Not that I, good at all. I know, but Bicken Lighters. Bicken that, Lighters. That's where the thrill of the lifetime comes in. It is. It is. You ain't ever fucking lived if you've never Bicked the Lighter. Thank you very much. Hell to the gnaw. Hell to the gnaw. Uh, but we are here to talk about uh, and take our final trip through uh, WCW Thunder in 1999. Uh, it's the 84th episode of Thunder, which it took me off guard because the last one we did was the 47th episode of WCW Thunder. So I was like, God damn, that's a long ways away. And then I did the math and it's like, it's basically a year, not, you know, not a full year, but you know, it's 10 months. It's yeah. been 10 months. Yeah. Uh, long enough. About, about 40 episodes a year. About fi- yeah, 40, 52. 52. 52. Right, fifty-two weeks in a year. Actually, Travis. you know what? No, but Thunder. not not in nineteen ninety-eight. Thunder didn't do that because I remember Christmas. The the same episode of Thunder came on like three weeks in a row. Oh, so I don't think they actually did any real new Thunders for for December. At least in probably ninety-eight or ninety-nine, one of the two. Oh well, fair enough. Right? Fair enough. So. Um, but either way, either way, a long time has passed since the last Thunder episode. Long enough that the uh, the uh, WCW as a whole has gone over a little bit of a rebranding. They got the new WCW logo. In my opinion, it's the superior logo. In a lot of people's opinion, it's not. But hey, you know, come see, come saw. You win, you lose, whatever. Uh, so, like, the thumbnail for this show shows Sid in front of the WCW entrance that slides apart for Nitro. So I was like, oh, are they, I don't recall Thunder ever getting that entrance. And then the show starts and it's the OG Thunder entrance. And I was like, oh, 
Why they, is they the took network a very have this? inopportune photo to be the still for the show. Yeah, Sid's not even actually on the show. It's it's footage from like the previous <laughs> Nitro, is yeah. it not? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like okay. Okay, you know, like do you do your thing. Do your thing, but uh I know what you fucking did. I know what you fucking did. Um but uh the uh this also too I, I can't remember if they were doing this on the last episode of Thunder that we recovered, but they're taping two Thunders a night here. There's a second Thunder that comes out. Uh, Scott Hudson is the commentator. Uh, like, it's... That's so fucking stupid to do two Thunders in a row when you have to air the next Thunder after the Nitro that you record on yeah. Monday. So anything that happens on Monday... <coughs> this is like typical WCW bullshit where they film their Saturday night TV tapings with the champion that's going to win the title at the pay-per-view that hasn't aired for another month. Yeah, yeah. It just does, WCW it doesn't make is good at WCW. What yeah. the fuck, WCW? Actually, right? Actually, what the fuck? Ah, yeah. yes, it wouldn't be a WCW episode without it. No, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Don't usually have the soundboard going here anymore because, like, we're not live anymore. So, usually put it all in and post. But hey, a little older, a little wiser. Yep, you know exactly. We finally, exactly. grew some pubes. Finally. Like, I was wondering when you're finally going to get those. You didn't talk about my pubes, did you? Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Let's see here. I want to check something. When was the uncensored '99 pay per view? Because that is Nash's uh, last day as full time Booker, like head of creative. So, okay. Uh, this is this is interesting here. Uh, it's probably common knowledge to most people. But the last episode of Thunder we did, which was the January 21st episode of Thunder, that was Nash's first full episode as being the head booker and booking the whole show. And the only show that he ever wrote by himself. Yes. Or booked by himself. Yes. He would exit that role by March March 14th. So he would only do it for about a month and a half. After the uncensored pay-per-view. They just became a part of the booking committee. Ah. Right? So that, and then this show, the 84th edition of WCW Thunder, is known as his last. But being ousted from the booking committee upset him enough that he decided to get drunk on live television. (laughs) Or tape television, if you will. Yeah, because he was definitely sipping on something. Definitely sipping on something. It ain't water, I'll tell you that. No, no. It's even it's even alluded by the. Uh, Larry Zabisco consistently asks about tr- yeah. seeing what's in his water. Yeah, can I have some of your water? Yeah, no, that's not water. Even today, he's like, "That's not what you know. That's not water." Uh, but Fuck no, this is uh, October fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at the Riverside Centriplex. There's 4,941 people in attendance, and this did a 1.8 television rating. Uh, So, I mean, Thunder is doing good numbers, but how much did it change from the last episode? 1.8, 4.2. Eek. How the mighty In a year, they dropped like three quarters of their fucking viewership. Not even a year. Not even a year. So, it is what it is. 
Crazy. Uh, the show opens up. Uh, we we get uh, Shivani, Larry Zabisco, and Kevin Nash uh, running down what's going to happen on the show. Nash wearing an Arizona Diamondbacks jersey uh, delivers one of his most famous lines in all of existence. When asked what he's doing here, he tells Tanay, since he is retired and is labeled one of the worst bookers, he has sent he's sent out here to recoup some of his uh, contract money by uh, doing commentary and just gives the biggest shit-eating grin to the camera. It is fantastic. <coughs> so, yeah, as soon as as soon as Jim heard us that we were doing this episode, he's like, "Is that the episode where where Nash says that?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure." He's always got such a smart ass way of describing things, but yeah. you just know he's just pulling the wool over your eyes. Oh yeah, oh I love yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, it, it's obviously with the 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 trio that's on commentary here tonight. There is an art of commentary to be had. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, the return. The return. I don't even know the last. I think the last time we had an art of commentary might have been like um, TNA. No, uh, Royal Rumble. 92? Oh, oh yeah. Might have been yeah. around there. Jesus. Very possible. Very possible. That means 10 months. It's been a, it's been a while. Just as, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but uh, they uh, they show immediately some highlights of Tori Wilson fucking around on David Flair, that fucking two-time in Hull. Uh, I mean, she is going from one With of Kidman, her... correct? Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, going from one of her true life lovers to another. Uh, but then also, you see, uh, who was it? <coughs> who was it that came by and was flirting with her? It wasn't Scott Steiner. I can't remember. But it was somebody backstage that was trying to get her attention, too. Like a, like a, like a somewhat of a star. Either way. Either way. Uh, David Flair tried to get her to stop, but can't stop can't stop love uh our first match of the night though is uh tag team of the century brian Nobbs and hugh morris taking on the armstrongs which is scott armstrong and steve armstrong i have to ask what what are you looking at you have jumped so far sir where like the, this whole oh jesus christ <laughs> jesus christ i skipped a whole page I was like, this Tori Wilson shit, what? I, this happens later. So anyway, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker takes on Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> um, Kevin Nash hasn't seen Scott Hall since Sushi with the Ladies the night before. Um, Jim Duggan, he um, just had a bout with kidney cancer the year mm-hmm. prior. Yes, yes. Um, but I'll tell you what, crowd loves him. I never understood why people like him. I, no. I just never have, but... That's exactly what I should what I should say as soon as I said, "Hey, yeah, this guy just fought cancer, but I don't like him." Okay. Anyways, <laughs> why would this match even happen in 1999? I don't know, but um, Hacksaw is like run dry on me, man, and he sticks his tongue out to the ref because he's roughhousing at some point. Yeah, he pretty much dominates the whole match and wins with a knee drop. Um, Tanay has a name for it, Old Glory or something like that. The Old Glory knee drop. Some, some, yeah, and, yeah uh, something along those lines. Kevin Nash asks if he just makes up all this crap on the fly, which I uh, even Larry Zabisco goes after later on tonight. 
Oh, oh, for the yeah, yeah. making up shit on the fly. Yeah. But he he has a strong Excalibur vibes to me. Tanay, Mike Tanay, yes. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Just knows too much for his own good. He know he knows everything. Um, he, he's you know like he's that person that you want looking into uh, your future love interests' hobbies because he'll he'll be able to find it out. He'll get you to scoop. That's you know? the face. Of face of creepy. That's the Mike face Tanay. of uh, matchmaking, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. The new matchmaker, oh, man. Mike Tanay. Nice. Mike um, Tanay should be the sponsor of Tinder. Yeah, yeah. Instead of Tinder, it should be called Tanay. <laughs> yeah, that's just what it should be called. You swipe right and be just... a professor in the love life. Yeah. See, see, he knows the odds. Um, <laughs> what? What? What has? Buddy Lee Parker ever brought to a WCW show other than trained other, in the power plant. He's like QT Marshall, man, other than bringing in his loser trainers or trainees. You know what I mean? That's the only thing he's hey, ever brought you know, to a Sean WCW O'Hare, show. Chuck Palumbo, you know, Chuck, I, I mean, Chucky P. I mean, both, both can be uh, Johnny, argued whether or not they're losers or not. Johnny Stromboli. Uh, yeah. Red rum, right? Oh, Great work. Relic. It's killer backwards, man. In case you forgot about that. Uh, Jesus. Uh, uh, but yeah, no. Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. I remember, like, he was a like, fucking unlockable on WCW Mayhem. Mayhem, yeah. And like, then it made me think. It's like those WCW show uh, games, all the unlockables were always the garbage wrestlers that you didn't care about. So, like, you get, you know, J, uh, Doug Dillinger. And then, like, Lash LaRue. No, Lash LaRue was in. Or was he unlockable? He was an unlockable. Yeah. Uh, who He plays a little bit of a part in this show. Uh, but, no, I say fuck Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. And I say fuck Jim Duggan. Uh, this match is boring as fuck. And it couldn't have ended any quicker. Yep. It's yeah. 1999. And he's winning with a standing knee drop. Can I say any more? <laughs> Need I say more? Prince is partying like it's 1999 at this point, and Hacksaw is living like it's 1985. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, come, come on. on. Nobody carries old glory around with them anymore. Uh, up next, we have a hometown boy, Lash LaRue, taking on permanent Thunder resident, Al Green. He, he comes out to the ring, and we get some more fine Nash storytelling. Exactly what you're going to go for here. He gets confused with him being the wrestler Al Green to being the Reverend Al Green. And he starts singing church hymns. And then comes back and is like, oh, yeah, no, I know this guy. He was my second tag team partner. Better known as the shittier Master Blaster, the one that didn't quit. He's yes. the one that stuck around. Yes. Uh, so like that was a nice little tidbit that he played out there. Uh, it was very, very fun, very comical. Nash is so charismatic or charismatic on on the, the stick. It's just it's just great. It's just great. But I don't understand this match. Well, Tyler Lash Larue is it's cruiserweight. He is he is going to fight for the cruiserweight title against Disco Inferno. You mm. know, Glenn Gilberti, cruiserweight master, yeah. denim fever. But uh, Al Green, yeah, constant mismatch. The jobber to the stars, if you will. Yeah. Lash LaRue is a cruiserweight, and Al Green is literally a brick shithouse. Yes. Like, there, this is not the, the type of match you'd expect your your uh, challenger for the cruiserweight title to be showcasing himself in. 
It just makes no sense. Yeah, why not have at least a match where you can do some kind of fancy stuff? I don't think yeah. Lash LaRue is exactly a cruiserweight wrestler, though. Barely, I think yeah. His weight Just is weight. essentially what causes this. He has like the build like a 1997 Chris Jericho. That's what he looks <laughs> yeah. like. You yeah. Know. And at, another thing we should point out at this point in time, Chris Jericho has left WCW and has already debuted in WWF. That has changed. You know, he was feuding with Perry Saturn last we saw him. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the dress. Well, yeah, and now that Jericho's gone, the dress is gone, so. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Pat Saturn's in a match here. Popular again. stable, the Revolution. Revolution, yeah. 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 A lot has changed in WCW. Not all of it's bad. Like, the Revolution was a good stable. I always was a fan of Filthy Animals. Filthy Animals are here, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, no last... Misfits in action, yeah. No, no. And we'll get to uh, some some of the Misfits here in a bit. Because Lash LaRue would be a part of uh, Misfits in action. Raging Cajun. Yeah. Uh, they would also make a lot of fun of Lash LaRue because of his sideburns. I never knew that <coughs> his sideburns were his initials. I didn't either. And like they play it off like you're an idiot for not knowing on commentary. And it's like, what the fuck? Really? That's off. It is else. It's like shit. Jeff Jarrett's JJ attire that I, I never knew. And yeah. Um, yeah, it just makes me wish like, you know, Hulk Hogan would have like a big H for his mustache now. Just comes up. Get the H. Big mustache. Yeah, and then, then you big, grow it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you grow it up great. your nose. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I don't know why he never thought about that. Fuck the power bonnet. Um <laughs> we we power bonnet had power, so it's that's true. Uh we cut a we get a uh we cut to Jesus Christ. We cut to a video package uh, showing... Lash wins, by the way. Yes. With, with a cradle a, shock. Wh- whiplash is what he calls it. Uh, we uh, cut to a video package showing the highlights of Jimmy Hart helping Nobbs beat Stevie Ray. No one cares. Like, literally, no one. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking lame. Yeah. Now, what I don't think was lame, though, was Luger and Liz to a certain degree. Luger's music is lame. Yeah, yeah. So Luger and Liz, the, the pilled up Ponzi's, yes. are um, currently repackaged. Luger had a bice- or torn bicep, I believe, at the beginning of the year, so he's been out primarily all yeah. of 1999. And at this stage in his career, he's definitely on the oh, last he, seventy. He's on like the last fifteenth percentile, I would say, of his career. Yes, and and uh, probably uh, more roid abuse than ever. And to think that this guy like suffered paralysis due to a stroke, if I do believe. I can't. But regardless, recall. he must have had some fucking weird like. To think the amount of pain that this guy was going through at this point, like he does not look like he's like doing well. I mean, he he definitely looks uncomfortable. But, but I two mean, two years before, he was like the most popular guy in WCW besides for Sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like you, ever if you've watched WCW in the past and you watched it in '96 and '97 you would be hard-pressed to miss the fact that the fans are so into Lex Luger and the fans want Lex Luger to win that title on many, many occasions. But but it just it just never works out. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out here. 
I found an article that states in the headline what caused Luger's temporary paralysis. Um, what? The way I had turned my neck while sitting on a plane had basically cut off my blood flow. It was just a freak accident, but it caused massive swelling from my C6 vertebrae at the base of your neck and the D5 at the chest to paralyze me from the neck down. The way he slept on a plane. I don't know. That's literally uh, suffered a neck injury during a plane ride from Atlanta to San Francisco. Now that's the plane ride from hell. Dude, dude, can you imagine waking up on a plane paralyzed? Well, I can definitely say something. Though that t-shirt was definitely too tight. Oh, 100%. Tight as fuck. Tight as fuck. But hey, you know what though? You know what's tight? You know what else is tight as fuck? Liz. Uh, yes. God. Like a fine wine, like a Jennifer Aniston, <sighs> she just gets better and better with better. age. But when would she pass away? 2002 or 3. Okay, okay. She should get a few more years to do some drugs, eh? Oh, she got fucking into some mad drugs, man. Yep, yeah, she did. Uh, but no, uh, the first thing that I I thought when Luger came out was like, I felt like I was watching. Have you ever watched Highlander? No. No? His music? The music just made me think that like I was just going to watch some weird, stupid, cheap I was expecting movie. like a like a, <coughs> a voyage, like a, a maiden oh. voyage or... Um, going to hop aboard a like wooden A, a boat. nice sword fight. Yeah. Should be accompanied by a vessel of some maybe, sort. Uh, maybe Matlock is uh, investigating Matlock. something. Maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Luger, out of the blue, he would challenge... Michael Jordan to a one-on-one golf challenge? Just as you randomly. would. Yeah, as, as you one would. does. I mean, like, if CM Punk can go in the business for himself, Lex Luger can as well. Uh, yeah, I, I guess mean, so. he's just calling out Michael Jordan for being a coward. That's all he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took offense to that. Pissed him off because he went to the White Sox before Lex Luger had a chance to. And, and Luger doesn't like White Sox. Not a oh, fan. Not I a mean, fan. like, he takes one day off of pills and his socks go yellow. Yeah. Toxins, right? Uh, Luger would then uh, call out Baton Rouge, call him a trash fire of a city. Oh, edgy, man. I know, Shitting right? on the hometown. I know. Or the town, I guess. I know. It's novel. Uh, crowd, though, they do go crazy. Nash um, disgracefully calls Lex smug here. He's he's so smug. <laughs> he's so drunk. Uh, the crowd though they're booing like crazy they even cut to the crowd and there's a guy giving a torture rack to another guy now that is a wrestling crowd there's wrestling moves going on in the crowd uh, Luger keeps talking Bagwell comes out uh, and he's wearing these coveralls with a lot of uh, a lot of designs on them. airbrush yes and Nash would say that much airbrushing should be illegal. And he's goddamn right, dude. He yeah. is fucking right. Because that is the most gaudy looking pair of pants I have ever seen. And this is wrestling. We see so much stupid shit in wrestling that it's not funny. But would have 13-year-old Tyler like it? liked it? Oh, 100%. 100%. He would have wanted a would pair of those. Would you have bought that at Riffs? <laughs> Riffs. Uh, I mean... Probably not. 
Cause like I remember, I remember Uncle Uncle Clee giving me a pair of a snowboarding pants. Not snowboarding pants, but like pants that were uh, rip tied or rip curl or something like that. Oh yeah, Snow- they, like brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. They weren't snowboarding pants, but they were snowboarding pant brand, and they were just a pair of cargo pants. But they were like light blue, like baby blue, and I hated wearing them. Like they're so comfy, but I did not like wearing them because of the color. I was like, somebody's gonna make fun of me wearing this color. You know, because it's Newfoundland. If you weren't wearing fucking blue jeans, you're a fucking... the fuck, dude? Now what the fuck? Um, fuck, you're a queer little boy. Yeah, yeah you're fucking queer. <laughs> uh, Buff says that Luger forgets who his friends are and the fact that they should fight next week. Blah, blah, blah. Rick Steiner would come out and distract Buff as Luger blindsides him. And who would come with Buff's aid? His best friend, of course. And who's his best friend? The chairman. The chairman, La Parca. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Well, I mean, if anyone has a bone to pick with Lex Luger, it's La Parca. He's deaf, right? He's the Grim Reaper. He's the skeleton. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's far reach there, bud. <laughs> really? <laughs> Really reaching for storyline points, and now, uh, no, I guess so. Well, yeah, he's coming to get him for the pills. Dude, oh. all those pills, Grim Reaper's coming. Yeah, there's this the uh, there's the 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 triple A uh, mating call there, rattling a pair of bag of <laughs> fucking bottle of pills. It's like a rattlesnake, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... And the parker just comes running, dancing, just fucking doing his fucking Stroking. shuffle. Yeah, doing his little shuffle. People don't know though. That's just because he's high on pills. Um, but, uh, well, actually, no, Nash does it better than I can. It's Lex Luger's horrified by skeletons. He is, yeah. yeah he's terrified of he's, skeletons. He's terrified like, of skeletons. Run, he's leaving. Run? Yep. Terrified, he's terrified of skeletons. skeletons. Yeah, it's either that or he's afraid that the Parker's going to take all of his pills, and the only reason why Liz is with him is so that he's got pills. So I guess that's it. Uh, let's see here. That's yeah. That's All it for right, that guy. Now let's uh, catch up to where Tyler left off at the beginning about Tori Wilson and Billy Kidman. Yes, it was Kurt Henning that flirted with Tori. That's right. It was Kurt. Hey, Henning. would you like a real man? Yeah, you know I sing in a country band because like the West Texas Rednecks. That's a thing at this point in time, correct? And uh, yeah, well, he's with Vincent. Had they released their uh, hit single yet? No, no. But um, Vincent looks like Lil Nas X. Looking like he's about to go down that old town road. What's his name? It's not Vincent anymore. I can't remember. I can't remember, man. Um, I have no idea. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. I'm sure it's in his Wikipedia. It has to be, really. Um, Soul Train Jones? No. What that sounds name? like um, like Memphis. Curly Bill? I'm looking at I all his names. I'm looking at all of his names. That's... Various gimmicks, WCW, 1999 to 2000. Uh, let's see. Uh, during his time, uh, Vincent only Vincent's only WCW singles match on pay-per-view came at Uncensored when he was losing end of Harlem Street Fight against NWO black-white partner Stevie Ray. <coughs> Jones, would re- Jones was renamed Shane. Shane. Uh, a reference to WF uh, owner Vince McMahon's son, Shane McMahon. During this time, he teamed with Kurt Hang- Hennig and the Harris brothers. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, because that reference oh, was... No, he was Curly Bill during the West Texas Rednecks. Amazing. Yeah. I, I lo- Well, you know, 
how would you expect him to be Shane McMahon? Like that's the worst reference. Because because uh, Vincent was the reference. It was reference for Vince. Okay. Because Virgil was the reference for Dusty. Oh my god! Right? Okay, I, di- I didn't know that. Oh no! Yeah, he was I, named I Virgil as a uh, to take a shot at Dusty Rhodes because his name is Virgil Reynolds. Right? Um, Fuck and, you, Dusty, for having a weird name. Right? And then so he goes to WCW and they decide to do the exact opposite oh, and do the take on enough. Vince. I like Curly Bill. A lot. I do too. I think that that name has <coughs> a lot of character. Yeah, and a lot of respect. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, yeah, Curly Bill, gotta love it, gotta love it. Uh, this would then lead us to Brian Knobs and Hugh Morris taking on the Armstrong brothers again. Let me say, who the fuck is Steve Armstrong? I do not. I remember Brad. I remember uh, Scott. I remember Road Dog, but I don't remember Steve. And Armstrong. Steve has easily the worst case of back knee out of all the Armstrong boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely does. Definitely. Let's see. According here. to Kevin Nash, Hugh Morris flies to Japan to get Bull Nakano to do his hair every week as well. Which is. Did you know that? Yes, yes. Yeah. And and Mike Tanay almost has a fucking he orgasm. He was very happy with that reference. Yeah. He's like, oh my God. Great reference, Nash. Uh, he is known as The Bullet, The Falcon, Lance Cassidy, Steve Armstrong, and Steve James. Okay. He's done nothing. Um, Good for him. Pretty much, he would be in WCW uh, in early 90s, WWF for uh, a little less than a year, spent a bulk amount of time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, but was hired in for WCW in 1995 and would stay there till they closed. Good for him. Wow. This fucking guy. Just able to fucking just... That guy lasted longer than the 83 weeks, I'll tell you that. Dude. Dude, like, it's crazy. From the Mall of America to Panama Springs. Yep. The story of Steve. The story of Steve. His arm is strong. Oh, yes. Um, but uh, Hugh's uh, hair is, like you said, it's it's next level. It, it's absolutely fantastic. Fantastically bad. Um, but- Tyler, isn't this just the Dungeon of Doom? Brian Nobbs and Brian Nobbs was in Dungeon. Nasty Doom. Boys weren't in Dungeon. I don't think Doom? so. No. I don't think so. Um, yeah, Hugh Morris. Uh, Faces of Fear were in Dungeons of Doom, no, no. and they were a Jimmy Hart tag team, so that could be it. Where is this the time? When no, no, we covered WCW when uh, when uh, not Nobbs but the other Sags was hurt. That was that was Rumble '92 when Sags got attacked by a fan. Out in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Um, so I wonder where Sags is at this point in time. Because, like, why would you just have Brian Knobs? Like, why would you put Brian Knobs on a show unless you had no other fucking choice, I really? I have no idea. I don't either. I don't either. But with that being said, uh, Hugh Morris, everything aside, him being a colossal cunt and and just a, a prick with ears, uh, great ag- agility in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's very, very smooth, very quick. Uh, it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's just hard to look at him and, and not think, you know, this guy's a fucking huge piece of shit. Yeah, he's got a bad reputation. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, but Nobbs plants Scott uh, with a uh, scoop slam. Morrison hits the moonsault and they get to win. Uh, this then leads to an 
I totally forgot that this was a thing. Uh, this leads to a promo where he calls out Stevie Ray and Harlem Heat because he's upset that he got called a fruit booty. Nob's calling out Harlem Heat in 1999. Everything old is new again. Everything old is 1996 new again. 1996 all over again. But fruit booties. Yeah, and... What the fuck? Stevie will come out, or... You know, Stevie was definitely with uh, Wesley Snipes, if you ask Kevin Nash. <laughs> which was like, holy fuck, dude. Really? Like, oh. That's one of them that doesn't age well. That one did not age well. It doesn't so age well. That no. was like, dude. Like, really? Like... <laughs> Ah. Yeah, but anyways, Stevie calls Brian, Hugh, and Jimmy once again for booties. And I, I, I just think that that should be the tag team name of Hugh Morris and Brian Knobs. They fruit look booties. like fruit they booties. They do look like fruit booties. They're pale, they're white, they're pudgy. And they, they have booties. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, they're, where they're pudgy, if you squeeze them, Well, you the got the two booties and you got the fruit Jimmy Hart. I'm just yeah, kidding. baby. Yeah, I'm just baby. kidding. He's he's just so flamboyant and lovable. Oh, dude, dude. If anybody was a fruit, <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Hurt. In a lovable way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't think there's any bad about calling somebody fruity. No. You know no. what I mean? Like fruit's good. It's got no hard G's. Yeah. Right. So no, it's got no hard, no hard G's. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this is fruity. Uh, we uh, we then get uh, a video package that Kevin Nash has made for us uh, to go over Goldberg and Sting's latest happenings on Monday Nitro. Now, one thing Nash forgot to do was add any audio. Or, so Nash decides that he himself will narrate this in 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 his best Monty Python. Impression. It's very unabridged. Yeah. 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 I was roaring at this. It's great. It's uh, very good. So much so that uh, a bulk majority of a certain upcoming segment, which will be taking place right now, is portions of this. So at times during this art of commentary, you will hear Kevin Nash really be very boisterous with his voice. And that is during this segment. So sometimes commentators make you want to hang, shake, or bash your head. Sometimes you just laugh, but by God, this is the heart of this is the art of Nash. said I was a horrible booker, but I've actually booked myself the best angle of all time. I'm retired. And since they're paying me big money, they decided that they would put me on the broadcast team to try to recoup some of those funds. And how about your outside... Bill Goldberg. I'll do it, all right. Bill Goldberg, a gladiator of a man. A man who cannot touch the other man. We don't know because we haven't touched. I laugh at you. How am I doing so far, Mike? Would you like us to join in at any time? Please. Watch this. Watch this. 
You know, this is my favorite pay-per-view. I'll have it. And why is that, Big Sexy Kevin Nash? Because it's always in Vegas, and I get to see my friends at Crazy Horse, too. Let's talk about some of the matches on this. Boom, Bill Goldberg, a bald-headed man with a tattoo who has only lost one time to a fiercer warrior, Mr. Kevin Nash. That's pretty good, ain't it? I worked that in there. That's terrific. Will you pass me Kevin's water? It's not water. Uh, no, yeah, it certainly isn't water. It's off the top. Probably just some impress of the fact that he flies to Japan and Bull Nakano do his hair once a week, which I think is a fantastic thing. Nice Japanese women's wrestling reference by thank Kevin you, Nash. Thank you I'm learning, Mike. Armstrong's back to the. You know, last year, actually voted by the fans as the sweetest sidebirds in WCW. Well, those aren't sideburns, those are initials. Yeah, those are also his initials. They're so, well, they are sideburns, but they're also the initials of LL for Lash LaRue. Certainly teaming for the very first time. Buff Bagwell and LaParka. Get out! No way! What, what are they doing together as a, as a team? Well, we saw LaParka earlier this evening on Thunder come down, steel chair in hand, and Oh, I know, no, I remember Bagwell. now. Half the guys didn't show up today, so we had to book this early in the room, so that's what happened. What are you smiling about, Mike? That's <laughs> a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this all-shoot edition of Thunder. All-shoot all the time. Goldberg ponders the situation, looks from side to side, walks away, gives a wink, and the tackle! What will happen? What does Monday bring us? Well, certainly shades of mystery science on TNT. So yeah, it was uh, 10 months in the making, but we're here, finally, got uh, got another art of commentary. Uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've veered away from it so much, though, that we used to have an episode come out Christmas that was all the art of commentaries, and now there's like three. It would be the shortest episode ever. Shortest. It would be like a t- less than 10 minutes long. Uh, but uh, but either way, I digress. It's nice to see it back. Uh, obviously, the NWO black and white, I believe all versions of NWA at this point in time might be complete. Even NWA. NWA and NWO. No, I'm just, I was, I'm I'm so sure. confused. I was, like, I was like, did they call the WCW and the NWA for a second in 99? I don't know. Uh, I just I guess, feel like Brian Adams and Horace Hogan were avid NWA lovers. Really big into that easy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Nash, though, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian, Brian Adams has reached his final form. He is now chronic. He is now chronic. He is fucking yoked. He is ready for Brian Clark to do a mating call for them to become yeah. chronic with two Ks. I wonder how he got to this. Yeah, yeah. Did he get injured? Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure he got it on the, the corner somewhere. You know, the shady means. That's how he got here. Uh, I'm alluding to uh, anabolic steroids. I'm sure he was pretty podgy the last time we saw him. Dude, eh? he was so podgy. He was not like, and even okay. 
crush, like Kona crush. Yeah. Big ju- juiced up guy. Still chunky. But not like fucking ripped. He was never. No, no. He was yeah. like football player. I'm a, I'm a defensive <laughs> lineman, you know, big motherfucker. He was 80s wrestling big. Yeah, yeah. Even Hulk Hogan had but a belly. But this is definitely, yeah, as you said, final form of Brian Adams here. Fucking. <laughs> I just like imagining, you know, scrawny little summer of 69. Going fucking full Super Cyan, turning into chronic Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah, got my first real sex dream. Uh, now, are we sure, though? Are we sure this is not just Dale Torborg? Oh, the Kiss Demon? Yeah. No, I, mean, I, like, I mean, like, Brian Adams in his final form, to me, gives off real Dale Torborg vibes. Who I believe is like some strange baseball character now. Well, yeah. In WCW. Oh, oh, well, I, I think mean, that's that, what happens was, when you spend like $180,000 on this character and it doesn't fucking work out. Yeah, I know he's not the kiss demon at this point in time. I know that for a fact because uh, I was uh, browsing through. I think the next week's episode of Thunder has uh, uh, a Dale Torborg sighting and he is not the demon at all. Uh, but at this point in time. I know that it's very early in the show, but this is the fourth match. Easily the best match up to this point. Horace Hogan, Brian Adams didn't put on a horrible match. I thought it was a fine match. Um, uh, I, I wasn't um, uh, you know, put off by it. I didn't feel insulted watching it like you would for most of the matches on this show. Well, you're very optimistic about it. Um, most of the <laughs> most of the crowd left for this. Uh, this was definitely the piss break of the night for the crowd. <laughs> if you look at the hard camera, there are many empty seats. Um, Nash starts talking about Benoit taking off his shirt in frustration because it was so ugly. <laughs> and... And then if we want to get right to the finish, like Brian, oh, Adam, yeah. he hits this bad pile driver where he falls out on his left hip, and like it's yeah. just two tall clunky dudes just going at it. Like now, when I say that this match is the best match so far, it of was the, night, the best match of the it's, night. It's, it's, very, the it's not point. high praise. It's not high praise. <laughs> I just like that that was the phrase that you chose. That's that, the all, yeah, you know, this man? is the best match so far. If you got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all, right? <laughs> Uh, but, uh, no, uh, how Horace walked away from that pile driver, I have no goddamn idea, but it was fucking... That was scary, yeah. It was ugly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was really ugly. Um, speaking of other things that, uh, does not really make any sense, uh, Lash LaRue comes back out to the ring for an interview. Like, I know he's the hometown boy and all, right? Why didn't you just do this interview after his match? Something, maybe it was an audible probably wasn't audible but like to me it's a complete waste of time but at least we got this <laughs> this dude is such a bad promo he's well he's i mean not good I, I i wonder if the uh thick accent is true to form or not i i don't know but he's got like 2002 AJ Styles promo vibes to me. I mean, yeah, he, he really has that, uh, you know, I'm uh, going to eat crawfish and then get captured by Scooby-Doo. He's got not my God vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, to a certain extent. Different accent, but yeah. <laughs> Georgia and Louisiana. Georgia. You know. Georgia. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, no, he comes out uh, basically conduct an interview about uh, him and Disco Inferno that's going to be coming up. Um, I'm glad we're not watching that because I uh, I really 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 would not want to see it. So, and yeah, Nash is left wondering why Lash got promo time and a match. Who's booking this? He says. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. You know, Nash might not book that part, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely got his hands on it. Uh, they uh, let's see here. They they go and they hard confirm that Disco and and Larue will take place at Halloween Havoc. So uh, we then get a highlight video of Berlin and Brad Armstrong, who I'm actually shocked isn't dead yet. <laughs> Brad Armstrong died in like 08, 09. Wasn't that late? Yeah. I thought it was like a tragic... I thought it was like one of those like died too young. No, he just died with no... No future? No, with like, I guess... Died 2012. Yeah, no remembrance, I guess, if you will. It's like, oh, he could have been so much more. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, take that back. Take that back. Uh, but no, it's basically over the fact that Berlin spoke to him in German and not English. Oh, the 90s. Yes, and right here I wrote down some yokel gets mad at German-speaking people. Yeah. To realize it was Brad Armstrong. <coughs> yeah, Brad Armstrong. So, to me, I thought that was, I was like, oh yeah, this is 90s wrestling here right now. You know what I mean? Like, you don't speak my language? Get the fuck out of town, you fucking loser. You terrorist. Uh, but, uh, no, this would then lead us to Berlin taking on Prince Ikea. Um, I mean, got a, got a okay match at Prince Ikea. I suppose that is, uh, just not very good. Berlin hits a high, 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 high back body drop on Ikea at one point yeah. in this match. Yeah. Uh, one thing though, uh, just at the start of this match here, uh, I don't like the entrance with the overexposure and like the, 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 the lower frame rate kind of deal for his entrance. Oh. I didn't really like that, but, uh, I mean, it's Alex Wright. I mean, it's good to see the wall, brother, though. God, I gotta love the wall. God, that's the wall. Uh, <coughs> we, could re- we should review <coughs> that episode uh, sometime. That, that would be fun. It's the wall, brother! Uh, yeah, that would be a fun one. Uh, Tanae then announces the main event during this match, uh, and Nash is shocked that LaParka is teaming up with Bagwell. He's like, why would they be a tag team? Then he drops some knowledge. Uh, he basically just like, oh, I remember why three quarters of the roster didn't show up tonight. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then fucking Tanae would then call it, uh, well, guys, you've heard it here. This is all shoot all the time or whatever. I, I did right at the beginning of this. He goes hard off key into shoot territory. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. Well, I mean, you heard that in the art of commentary too. Even in the next match uh, with Luther Biggs and Jeez. Meng. So Biggs. I couldn't wait for Luther Biggs to get killed. I, I hated everything about this man. Just a. Yeah. He looks like Mikey Whipwreck if Mikey Whipwreck wasn't lovable. Yeah, and now let's let's preface this too that uh that uh, uh Berlin uh won by a neckbreaker. Yes. Yes he did. And uh and that there was a video package of Ming 
showing how he turned on Jimmy Hart in the faces of fear before a certain match. And this was a long time ago because Ming has his mullet. And when he comes back, he's got his uh, cornrows. His afro. He doesn't have his afro. But he's got like a, a braids. But he'll have that afro in like oh, a year. Oh, he'll have right? his afro yeah. fairly soon because he yeah. goes to WCW in like 2000. WWF. Or, yeah, yeah, WWF in like 2000. Royal Rumble 2000. But Tyler, the question that Nash dropped upon us. Have you ever seen Barry White and Ming in the same place at the same time? Jesus fucking Christ. You know, you know what? I can't say I have. I, I can't say I have. Uh, Nash might be on to something. Um, <laughs> both of them have just you know, very sultry tones. This man is out for the racial fucking jokes tonight, oh, man. Yeah, like, no, he's... I have to repeat them because they're so outlandish. Now, 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 mind you, uh, they're completely different races. One's Tonga and one's black. Which makes it... Wouldn't that make it worse? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, like, I, I guess they both have kind of like the same stature. Because Barry White was always uh, like a bigger man, but like... Both can't get enough of their love. Can't that's get true. enough of their love. That's, that's very true. Um, maybe Barry White has a song called Tongan Death Grip. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. Or or Ming has a song. Or Ming has a move called Let's Get It On. That's Marvin Gaye. Fuck. God damn it. Jokes. Do you know any Luther the jokes Van- sucked anyways. Do you know any Luther Vandross songs? Because it could be like Barry White versus Luther Vandross. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they all, uh, all those Motown guys from that era uh, are all the same to me. Really? Disco vibes, sultry voice. I don't even know, like, Dance With My Father, Never Too Much, I'd Rather Endless Love. I don't know anything Luther Vandross did. He was just a dope ass Oh, a house is not a home. Okay. That's fair. Uh, still, don't really know I disagree. A house is that Houses a home? are homes. I don't know what he's smoking. That's true. That man likes apartments. <laughs> he likes cardboard boxes. Um, but yeah, no, Ming would uh, really make quick work of uh, Luther Bings and uh, his manager, Buzz Stern, who is, again, can you Buzz remember from last week? Stern. Last episode? Oh my God, no. <coughs> Glacier. Right. Right. Fuck's sake. Yeah. So they've had two dudes with very expensive gimmicks drop them here at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, he makes uh, quick work, beats him with a tongue and death grip. Uh, then uh, Nash says the obvious, stating that they should have known no one loses after a sweet video package like that. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's so true. It's so <laughs> fucking true. Uh, yeah, Luther Biggs should have just walked out after he yeah, saw that. As soon as he seen the video package, he was like, well, I'm not going out there, man. He's just going to murder me. <laughs> oh, uh, that brings us, though, to the actual match of the night, which is Rey Mysterio Jr. taking on Perry Saturn. Yes, yes. Uh, again, like we said, Perry Saturn no longer sporting a dress. Tyler, I thought that was Slim Shady out there. Oh, you mean uh, Rey Mysterio? Yeah. I mean... I'd have to see a DNA test, but, uh, you know, it, it could be. It could be. Uh, this is the first time in a WCW arena <coughs> that we have seen Rey Mysterio without a mask. We did get to see him without a mask in uh, the CM Punk triple feature. IWA Mid-South. Yes. 
Um, but at this point in time, Nash has taken the mask off of him. So add that to the stuff met Nat- and this is all while Nash had the the some booking power. Nash was in the match. Nash probably yeah, Nash won the match. The, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was Nash and Hall against uh Kidman. He took his and- mask off in more ways than one. Like he was more he was more responsible for it than just on paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was he was all over that. Uh but uh no uh th- to me this match, everything that Ray would try to do, Saturn would catch him in a different variation of a suplex. And I thought it was tremendous. You know, like, like just Saturn is the man. And and to have Saturn now be back as like a, a ass kicker and not a man that wears a dress and is a comedic character is is where he should be. Now, mind you, he is uh, very good at comedic characters, but yeah. But Saturn as an ass kicker, like look at the Eliminators, man. Like yeah. the team of two ass kickers, and Cronus is never the same without Saturn. But Saturn obviously had some sort of it factor, whether yeah. whether that it factor was main eventer or just at least like a good TV character. Yeah. Yeah, Saturn, Saturn cool. is a fucking brick shit house, and watching him throw dudes around is always oh, so yeah. fun. Like, like he has a fantastic dragon suplex. Uh, uh, just so many different like his, oh, he, he has great suplexes. He is great so suplexes, so and, the, and the guy has great movement. Yeah, good great. cadence, good delivery. You know, like everything. Like this guy is like the Pock of like this era right here. Just like in terms yeah. of like how good he does his shit. You know. Yeah can't talk with a ship but like yeah very very he, he sound can't talk. very he can't read uh, uh very sound in his movements the man can take a bullet though. dude take a bullet like the best of them <laughs> that dude could probably actually catch a grenade might he might i mean like god damn you know like like i'm sure everybody knows the story but like uh perry Saturn sees a girl getting raped and goes stops it and gets shot in the head and lives to tell the story you're welcome yeah yeah you, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> fucking just walking around with moppy over there um but no uh ray would ultimately though end up picking the vi- picking up the victory after a small package because everything else he tried to do would not work and uh post-match saturn would attack the ref and mysterio with a chain then, then this is the chain that's been alluded to by Shane Douglas through weeks and weeks and weeks of matches where he's trying to give people the chain. Dean Malenko would come and stop him because Dean Malenko is a fine gentleman, and uh, you know uh, Shane Douglas is not. Shane Douglas is a prick. Uh, but yeah, uh, this uh, sav- uh, he would hit a, a elbow drop on Ray that Savage would uh, uh, drool over, and he would apply the uh, beautiful rings of Saturn. Beautiful rings of Saturn. It is the beautiful. That's a proper post match beatdown, I'll say. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And you know what? Rey Mysterio is great at uh, at all things post match beatdown because you know the guy sells so well. Yeah, the sympathy that he garners is second to none. And uh, it, but like, if you would have come to me, it was like uh, Rey Mysterio is going to be wrestling in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two, but Perry Saturn hasn't wrestled for like fifteen years. I'd be like, what? Perry Saturn does n- like nothing like extreme 
deathly dangerous. You know what I mean? He did make a comeback and wrestle a couple of matches. Did he? Like, but how long though? How long ago was this? Do you know? Ah, probably like when he resurgent. Like when he like after he got shot in the head. When he started doing shoot interviews again. So after he got shot in the head. Yeah, like 2016, 2017. Jesus, I bet you they were. Uh... I watched one. It, it was like a little, a little clunky, but I'm sure it was. It wasn't terrible. It was just like, damn, he's he's doing it. God damn. Well, I mean, like, you're also probably grading it on scale because he was shot in the fucking head. Well, yeah, you got to put him down a fucking standard. <laughs> I'm not expecting fucking total elimination no, here. No, I'm, I'm only I'm only expecting a, a slight elimination. Slight elimination. Uh, but uh, this would then bring us to the main event of the show. And it's a main event that nobody could give a fuck about. It's Buff Bagwell and Parka taking on Rick Steiner and the total package. Please don't call him Lex Luger. Uh, Nash and, and Zabisco would call him Lex Luger so much throughout the show and throughout this match. And, and Mike Tanay would forever try to keep them on track by calling them the total package. This would go over so well that uh, Larry begins to be called Bruno. <laughs> it's like... Jesus, because like Bruno was his trainer, right? Bruno San Martino? And his only big feud. Yeah, so they, uh, Nash started calling him Bruno. Larry was calling himself Bruno. Just, so when, this, uh, this whole show went off the rails, and when, it was fantastic to watch. When uh, when Lex, uh, when, when La Parker comes out, Lex runs, and Nash goes, See? Lex Sprays. ran when the skeleton came. I am the skeleton man! <laughs> he just goes off the fucking rails again. Yeah. It, by the way, what the fuck is LaParka wearing on his way to the ring? Like, I am positive I know somebody that had that chest piece with the blood for Halloween one year. I'm 100% positive Adam had it or Luke had it or somebody. So many people used to it have it. It was just like a button, and he had the thing in his hand pressing the button that just had the blood flow through it. I was just like, God damn, bro. And he's literally wearing a Halloween mask. Pentagon saw this and he's like, I'll do better when I start wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just so Bush League. It's like, you have yourself a actual main event and this is what you do. Like, well, you're being highlighted for the first time in like ever in WCW. Also, like, I feel like WCW should probably be able to give him better gear than that. Ah, jeez. Spent all their money on the Kiss team and in Glacier, right? Like, they're not buying gear for nobody no more. LaParka, they're just we, getting 1.8 fucking ratings now, man. Fuck LaParka. We had to go to Walmart to get you your, your chest piece. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, I know that you've been waiting for this for about four months, but, um, yeah, times are tough, buddy. Yeah. 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 This wasn't on clearance. You know, Halloween's still uh, two weeks away. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Chocolate's not on sale yet, bro. Uh, Larry Zabisco would say that LaParka and Buff, they won't be able to communicate in the ring, and that's an issue because they speak different languages. Uh, that's when Nash states that Buff speaks a divergent of English. It's that Marietta, Georgia English. And Tanae agrees. <laughs> it's just like, yep, yeah, no, you're right. It's like, God damn, dude. These fucking guys are just the best. The actual fucking best. Um... But what did you think about this match? It wasn't good. It no. was a big brawl. It was very, uh, 
Nash. Obviously the highlight of it, because every second move would be the old glory blank. That's the old glory elbow right there, Mike. I'm eh? now getting the fact that why he was calling oh, everything Mike, old glory. Mike, uh, Lex hit the old glory suplex there. That's the old <laughs> glory Steiner line. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn he would even start to talk about rick steiner and then mention how stupid like, say something about how silly rick steiner is or like how like diminished he is and then be like but i love your son hudson if you're watching i love you and i was like hudson Bron? no it's not that's where that's where i was getting i, I oh, immediately he's bronson uh, yeah, I immediately Googled who uh, 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 Hudson Rickensteiner was, and it's yeah, it's his, his non-famous son. I think he does like stock car racing. Can you imagine? He owns a Shoney's. <laughs> he owns no, no, he manages his uncle's Shoney's. He manages. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he manages Scott Shoney's. Like, 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 I wonder, like, what possesses somebody to like when you're well off with money to buy into a Shoney's? And not I would something say boredom. Else. Well, like, but like, wouldn't you buy into a restaurant that like has more? But how well off is is Scott? Mm. Maybe Scott saw Shoney's all the time on the road, and he's like, "That's a fucking popular that's joint. My, that's my favorite place." <laughs> Stop there at the Shoney's, Scott. We're going to the fucking Cracker Barrel. Well, jump me off. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> uh, but no. Um. Uh, Hudson and and fucking Bronson. Hudson Bronson, buddy. He loved he loves the Suns. Loves the Suns. Uh, but no, uh, this, yeah, this match is all basically a brawl. Uh, but uh, but outside of that brawl, let me let me paint you a little picture here, okay? Oh, come on, Lex, Van Gogh. Yeah, Lex and Luger are in the ring and they're fighting, right? L- Lex and Luger? Lex and LaParka. They're in the ring and they're fighting, okay? Uh, LaParka's the, the babyface. Lex is the asshole heel, right? The crowd then begins to chant. Now, Travis, do you know what they were chanting? No. USA. Okay? Buff on the ring apron would then start to celebrate and start going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, LaParka's from fucking Mexico, bro. Like, what in How the How do they fuck? know that? He's just a skeleton. He's just a skeleton. They I don't see skeletons. no color on him, Tyler. Ivory. He's black and white and red all over. Black and white. Because of the blood from his chest. It's true. It's true. It's <laughs> true. Uh, but like, I just thought that was the absolute silliest thing. That like even Buff would just be like, yeah, they're cheering for us. It's like it's no, the I divergent think of Marietta, Georgia English. He yeah, just couldn't understand lost the translation. In tra- lost in translation. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But but outside of that though, the crowd is still actually pretty fucking hot. Uh, Buff though, he would go up top. Uh, he's going to hit Rick with a blockbuster. He's going to put this match away. But Laparka would get in his way. To the point where Rick and uh, both Lex would exit the ring. And he would then hit the blockbuster on LaParka out of frustration. Uh, says, fuck it, and walks off. And the match just ends. Nobody pins. No nothing. The match just ends. And that is uh, the episode of the show. 
or that is this episode of Thunder. And as it goes off the air, Nash is just like, what the hell is going on? That's the last thing you hear. Well, Parker's going to have to answer to old Jude. Jude Bags. Oh, the Judester. Judester. Yeah. Hey, Jude. Hey, Jude. Yeah, no, she's, uh, you know, luckily, you know, hopefully they got her off of that pole, you know. and, and Or the and, forklift. Or the, Well, that is the pole. I think the yeah, was, forklift was, was the pole. Judy Bagwell on a forklift. <laughs> yeah, it was Judy Bagwell on a pole, but yeah, she was on a forklift. Um, yeah, no, that's that episode of Thunder. Um, Incredibly entertaining. Yeah, much easier to watch for bad reasons. It was the one-man show. Yeah, yeah, it was Realistically. all Nash. All Nash. Like, we went from that episode of Nitro in January, had Nash in it for, like, 15 seconds. In a limo. In a limo. It, Vincent was the main character in that show. And we went to this where Nash goes out in style. And Vincent's Curly Bill. Right? He went from being the star of the show. The Curly to, Bill. To being a racial stereotype named Curly, Curly Bill. Gotta love him. He can't even grow hair. I don't think. I've never seen Virgil with hair. Ever. Like, not an ounce. I don't even think he has eyebrows. I don't think you're allowed to go to Olive Garden with hair. Just just throwing that out. They afraid you're going to contaminate the breadsticks? Like, do they use the breadsticks over and over? They discriminate, Tyler. They just switch the bowls? Like, they take the breadsticks? It's, it's easily the most discriminated group of people in the history of the world. Are we talking about Italians or are we talking about... Uh, hair. People with hair. Oh. Yeah, those the fucking... Hairless. <laughs> The hairless. the hairless, yeah, they, uh, they, they're, they're a uh, dirty fucking creature. I will say, the, the hairless, they, they don't deserve to live. <laughs> Fuck them, sub fucking human beings. Uh, I don't really know anybody that's hairless, so I don't feel bad saying this. Well, Vincent, Vincent, I he's got eyebrows, but like Vincent. they don't count. Don't Everyone has Vincent. eyebrows. I don't think he has eyebrows. Everyone has eyebrows except for Kenny Omega. Come on. No, I really don't think he has eyebrows. Um, let's see. <laughs> I would like for your Google Analytics to get... D- does Virgil have eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does have eyebrows. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, he does have eyebrows. Okay. Kenny Omega only sometimes don't have eyebrows. They singed off in the big explosion of Revolution 2021. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to him. Uh, but that is this episode. Do you have anything else to say before we depart? No. No, I don't. But I honestly, at this rate, cannot wait <coughs> until we venture back into a one-episode stop in WWL. Yeah, again. which uh, which will happen sometime in the near future. But before that, uh, we have had this idea to do a certain uh, episode or I don't know how many episodes it'll be, so I don't really want to uh, allude on how many episodes. Uh, the least amount of episodes it'll be is one, and the most to be three. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all. I, I'm I'm Honestly, thinking probably, probably two. I'm, that's what I was just gonna say. I'm thinking we it's already, probably gonna be we, two. You can edit this out, but we already did seventeen, so that's the finale. Yeah, I no. mean, we'll, we'll probably 
hum and ha over it and just chat about it. But anyways, we are going to look at the uh, the the rise of tag team wrestling in the WWF in the late nineties, early two thousands, where we're going to look at uh, the the feud between the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, and the uh, Edge and Christian. Uh, basically starting at around No Mercy for the TIT tournament and then going on to WrestleMania 17. Who gets the TIT? Who gets the TIT? I hope I do. Uh, but let's give a shout-out to our Patreon family members. Our brother with the biggest cock. Roaches. Savage Fudge. His future so bright he's only 7% out of the medals. Sterling Silver Fudge. Then Uncle who calls it right down the middle, Mike the Ref Fudge. That's Uncle Justin, but why is he always thrusting JD Fudge? He wants to be called Father, but not for a dollar. Trox Fudge. Our doe-eyed cousins from down under, Corey and Trevor Fudge. That guy mom brought over and called Uncle Justin Roberts Fudge. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, you can support the show by joining our Patreon, donating to our PayPal, which is Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching the Federation. T-shirts at whatamaneuver.net. Music by Electric Downfall. Uh, Mitch, our good buddy, link is in the description. And then you can find me on uh, every Saturday live on YouTube. No, nope, nope, that's not true. Uh, we switch that every Sunday live on YouTube at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern uh, to chat the week in wrestling for Suplex City Limits. Uh, you can listen to the show on all podcast forums about an hour or two after that. But, Travis, keep on rocking in the free world and do doodle doo do. Do fucking do. Do fucking do.